0: Boom, what up? Live on a Thursday, man. It is your host, Addison Man. Welcome back to another edition of From the Jump Man Live in FTJ Studios. Man, we going up right now. Hey, I ain't gonna lie to y'all right now. You have to, you have to, you have to. Go listen to that new Travis Scott Astro World. I've been having it on replay like all day for the past 24 hours, man. I just been bumping it over and over and over. Too many bangers on the Astro World. Go listen to Astro World right now. But you know, you already know we got to start off today's show because I was out yesterday and we got a lot to talk about. The NBA released this schedule yesterday and I'm not happy right now. I'm not happy about this NBA schedule right now. And let me talk to y'all. Let me. That's what we're going to start off today's show with is the NBA schedule. And because I, I don't understand why the NBA put these games together. Now, I know they had a deadline in which they have to get these games in because of TV and advertisements and all those good things, but... The schedule, to me, looks rushed. Like, you didn't let the summer play out. You didn't let any other dominoes fall. It's like you just threw this schedule together. And or the schedule may have already been put together. Because opening night, game one, you have the Sixers versus the Celtics. And I'm sorry. I don't want to see that. That is not a rivalry. That is not an Eastern Conference rivalry. If anything, I would have popped it off Toronto versus Boston. Kawhi Leonard is now in Toronto. Boston has had a rejuvenated team. Kyrie Irving will be back. Gordon Hayward will be back, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. The whole squad versus the Toronto Raptors, new look Toronto Raptors. Let's see what's up with it. Those are the two best teams in the East. Yes, Philly had a good year last year, but I think Philly is poised to take a step back this season. Is Joel Embiid going to be able to play all 82 games this season? Is Ben Simmons going to be able to stay healthy once again for another year? Will all those shooters, Robert Covington, all those guys be able to make those shots that they were making last year? For you to put them on opening night primetime television, ah... I don't know. And then the second game, you got Thunder at the Golden State Warriors. That is not a rivalry. If anything, the first two games off the bat should have been the Lakers versus the Celtics, Rockets versus the Warriors, just like they did it last year, game one. It wasn't OKC versus the Warriors, because I'm sorry. Yes, it's a rivalry, but OKC will not be the same without Carmelo Anthony. Now it'll be Russell and Paul George. We know what's going to happen in that game. It'll be ring night. And I'm sorry, the Warriors will probably score 130 on Oklahoma City. Let's just be real. It's NBA It's 2018-2019 NBA season. Let's start a new rivalry. The Lakers and the Celtics are back now. LeBron is on the Lakers now. Let's get that rivalry back going in the NBA. That was a rivalry that was once one of the prominent ones and then died over the recent years because of the Lakers being bad a little bit. And also the Celtics not necessarily rebuilding, but new pieces in the Celtics' limb as opposed to back in the day. So I thought right there the NBA had an opportunity coming into this season to create all new kind of spectacles. Now, everybody's gonna have to wait till October 18th because the Lakers will be on the road to take the Portland Trailblazers game one of the season, which I kind of like this. I kind of like the fact that the NBA is not showing any partiality towards LeBron and the Lakers. The Lakers last year were the 11th seed in the West. And the NBA is treating them as such. Now, the first game of the season at home in Staples Center will be October 20th with the Houston Rockets. James Harden, Chris Paul, and Carmelo Anthony take on the Los Angeles Lakers. Hey, that game is going to be lit. I already know it's going to be super, super lit. And most notably, the Christmas Day games were also announced yesterday. The Christmas Day games were also announced yesterday. And once again, the NBA... swung and missed on the Christmas Day schedule they scheduled the Sixers and the Celtics once again we've already seen that that is not a rivalry yes those are two young teams in the east but Boston is is far better than the Sixers right now we saw that last year in the playoffs I saw that play out in the playoffs last year and then you got the Lakers and the Warriors on Christmas let's start a new rivalry shall we I'd rather see the Warriors and maybe the Sixers on Christmas and or maybe the Lakers versus the Celtics on Christmas or maybe the Celtics versus the Warriors on Christmas and the, and or the NBA could have went Sixers versus the Lakers on Christmas. The NBA could have very well went Knicks and the Lakers, given the fact that Kristaps Porzingis injury, I don't know when and when he'll be back. But again, the NBA could have won a lot of different ways on this Christmas Day schedule. I'm looking at the schedule and I'm just like, eh. Uh. Nah, the Milwaukee Bucks at the Knicks, would that be a good game? Sure. The Thunder at the Rockets, would that be a good game? Sure. The Lakers and the Warriors would be a good game, but we all know at this point right now, the Los Angeles Lakers are not ready to take on the Golden State Warriors. And besides, we're going to see that matchup 100 times anyway because they're in the same conference, so they're always going to play each other. So is this Christmas Day matchup really going to be significant? No. Because they're all they going to play each other three or four times, so this one matchup doesn't really make or break them, as opposed to in the past when the Warriors played LeBron, it was one matchup on Christmas Day, one matchup on MLK, and then we just see y'all in the finals. That's what time it is. But now that we're going to see LeBron James for the next four years multiple times, this rivalry will slowly but surely die down, and the Lakers and the Warriors won't necessarily be a rival. So I thought, like I said, that the NBA had a, a golden opportunity coming into this season to kind of rewrite the narrative, kind of remake new storylines, get new rivalries going. Guys are changing teams. It's new rivalries in the East now. Now that LeBron James is no longer in the East, you could there's many matchups that you can do in the East. But this Christmas Day schedule and this schedule that the NBA put out early, I'm sorry, it's awful. Somebody get Adam Silver on the phone and change his NBA schedule because I'm not feeling it whatsoever. But switching gears from the NBA, the NCAA has announced it has a new college basketball policy they are thinking about implementing now it says that the ncaa board of governors and the division one board of directors are now going to allow now check this out i want you to hear me closely elite high school basketball recruits and college players to be represented by agents who are certified by the ncaa so they're going to allow them to have agents but he has to go through ncaa certification okay that 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 okay secondly it says that they are going to allow eligible underclassmen to enter the nba draft and return back to school if undrafted. And of course, some other notable rules that it will be implementing is it'll be introducing a more rigorous certification program for summer basketball events. Um, they will be imposing longer postseason ban suspensions and also increase the recruiting restrictions for those coaches who now break the rules, now that the NCAA will be implementing these rules in the future. Now, Mark Emmerich said in a statement that these changes will promote integrity in the game, strengthen the accountability and prioritize the interests of the student athletes over every other factor. Now, this comes from the NCAA president, Mark Emmerich, in a statement. He also says we remain committed to promoting fairness in college sports and creating an environment that will champion the success of student athletes. And of course pending their approval of the nba and the players association the ncaa will now allow underclassmen to enter the nba draft participate in the combine and then return back to school if they go undrafted but see the ncaa implementing these rules isn't really helping the student athletes at this point right because those that have made their money the coaches the agents the the kids that have came through one and done all that those guys have already made their money and gone on so the ncaa doing this is ultimately to cover up the ncaa by saying hey look we're still not going to pay the players. However, guys like Mo Bamba, Jason Tatum, Lonzo Ball. If you are an elite high school athlete coming in, it's okay. You can have an agent, right? You have to go through some NCAA certification, right? But it's all right. But see, now the NCAA is going to create a bigger problem. At some point, look. Let's be clear. The NBA will allow guys come out of high school, go straight into the league. But what the NCAA is doing is saying, hey, look. For those guys that may not necessarily want to go straight from high school to the pros, you can come play with us and you can have an agent. He'll just have to go through the NCAA regulations. And if in fact you decide to leave early for the draft, you have to go through an evaluation. And then the Monday in which you don't get drafted, you don't get to get to work out with any other team. You need to let us know whether or not you are gonna come back or not. But see, I like the point in which John Calipari made. Take a listen to what John Calipari said, because he made an interesting point in regards to all of this. After he's not drafted, my question is, what if there are no scholarships at that school because they gave the scholarships away because they thought he was leaving? What does that kid do now? And of course, John Calipari can challenge it because, you know, he always trying to slick slide around the rule. I like Calipari. he's honest. He's saying, look, you come to me for a year. I'm going to put you in the league. I'm going to make sure that you're one of the top draft picks in this league. It happens every single year. And I can't be mad at him. You see him with Coach K now doing the whole one and done because he realizes at some point, they're going to allow the players to come straight out of high school and go to the pros. But see, the question and, and and here's the problem that I have with the NCAA, because I always feel like if the goal is to take care of the student athlete, what have they been asking for? The NCAA keeps trying to find other ways to give what the athletes don't want. The NCAA keeps trying to find other ways and other excuses as to why it doesn't have to pay its players. The NCAA is a non-for-profit organization making billions upon billions of dollars off of student athletes every single year. The fact that you cannot cut these guys a check and you keep trying to go around it by saying, well, hey, you can have agents, we'll let you go. Scratch all that. The guys want to be paid. The guys that won that national championship for Villanova should be paid just as much as Jay Wright got paid. Yeah, that way. The guys that won the championship for Alabama should get paid just as much as Nick Saban did. Because Nick Saban got a a signing bonus, Nick Saban got some extra incentive money for winning the national championship, Kirby Smart got some extra incentive money for participating in the national championship for winning the SEC championship. So again, the point in which all the student athletes have been making it was never about going one and done. It was never about having agents. It was always been pay the players and the nba and the players association came out today saying that they were blindsided and they were absolutely right the nba has said at this point we was the one that self-imposed the issue that guys had to go to college and we are the ones that are going to decide you know within the next three years we're going to lift that ban because we're seeing that there's not a real layover effect of guys coming straight out of high school to the pros before it was okay the owners And those executives had to save their ass because of the fact that a lot of guys were coming into the league and they were fizzling out. But now we're starting to see that guys are coming into the league at this point at any age, at this rate. So at this point, we might as well just let them in. Up next on From the Jump, we will talk all things Hard Knocks. I'll give you a recap of episode one, what my thoughts was. Plus, Kawhi Leonard now opens up about his departure from San Antonio. Stay tuned. It's From the Jump. He is not one of the greats yet. It's about titles. Can Curry deliver? You looked overwhelmed out there. Too small. Struggling. Restless. Denied. Pure fresh gum. Taste a world of freshness that brings people together. Good to be back with you on this beautiful Thursday live in the FTJ Studios. It's super lit in here always, always, man. FTJ Studios, if you ain't never been to the FTJ Studios, the one thing I got to tell you about the FTJ Studios is that it's always lit. It's always a party. It's sports 24-7, 365. But you already know tonight, preseason NFL week one is in effect. A lot of games will be played tonight. The Browns will be at the Giants, Redskins, Patriots, Titans, Packers, Cowboys, 49ers, Panthers, Bills, Bears, Bengals, Buccaneers, Dolphins, Steelers, Eagles, Saints, Jaguars, Rams, and Ravens, Texans and Chiefs, and lastly, but simply not least, the Colts and the Seahawks will be the last game played tonight. A lot of NFL preseason action will be on display tonight. Any of your favorite teams, I'm sure, will be on tonight. Follow your boy on Twitter right now at FromTheJump. We will definitely be tuned into all the NFL action. Also, quick update on the baseball right now. Top of the eighth, the Washington Nationals are leading the Atlanta Braves 4-2 The Minnesota Twins are down right now to the Cleveland Indians, 4-1, top of the sixth. Top of the fourth, the Milwaukee Brewers are over the San Diego Padres, 1-0. A lot of good baseball action going on right now. Plus, PGA Championship is in a play right now. Tiger Woods is even after the first round of the PGA Championship. The leader right now is Ricky Fowler, who is 5-under. One of the NFL's most popular shows, Hard Knocks is back on television featuring the 0-16 Cleveland Browns. Now, a lot of new faces in Cleveland. If you didn't catch the episode Tuesday night, I won't try to spoil it too, too much. I'll let you go back and watch it. However, what I got to say is, man, hey, double salute to Hugh Jackson, man. Losing all those family members in one week and still being able to coach and do your thing, man. Hey, double salute to Hugh because they had a moment on there where Hugh just broke down, right? Like, he, he broke down. John Dorsey and a couple other execs from the Cleveland Browns came in, and he just had a moment where he just shut it down. And I feel like sometimes in life, that's necessary. I get that as a man, you know, you got to be straight-faced and you got to fight through it and push through it. And our football players, we are taught to be tough. But when you lose your mom and your brother all in the same week, at some point, my man, you going to break down. At some point, them tears are going to come. That's life. We're all human. We have emotions. We're not robots. So I like the fact that that, that showed that human side of Hugh Jackson. But what I also understand is, He ain't playing. He said it, and he was being clear that this season for the Cleveland Browns will be different. Now, I had no idea that Todd Haley and Greg Williams are their offensive and defensive coordinator because I'm like, oh, man. So that means their offense this year should be better. And defensively, they also should be better as well, given the fact that they went out there and signed Jarvis Landry, which, speaking of, had an amazing speech on Hard Knocks. Take a listen to this excerpt from Jarvis Landry's speech on Tuesday night. practice, practice. You can't get no better. Ain't nobody going to get better by being on the sideline if you ain't hurt. If you're not hurt, you got to practice. And I don't even want to take it all on Jarvis Landry, but I've heard this speech so many times as a kid. And every time I hear it from different people, it always just gives me chills because I remember growing up in the South. Those were regular. Like, those are regular. Like, guys will always try to stand up and make those speeches. Plus, what he was saying was right. It's almost like iron sharpens irons because losing almost starts with the mind. And once losing starts with the mind, if you get that losing out of your mind, your body will follow. As he says, whether or not you're hurt or not hurt, you should be practicing. The only way you should not be practicing is almost like he said, is if you're dead. Your your hamstring falling off your bone, your leg is broke, where you are physically unable to compete. And I think that was good for Jarvis Landry to stand up and say that, given the fact that he's a young guy. But also, he's one of the best receivers in the league. And I saw a lot of people online saying, that, oh, well, he shouldn't have made that speech. Who was he to get that speech? Uh, he's one of the best receivers in the league, three-time pro bowler. Go check the stats. Led the league last year in receptions. So this guy has hands. It ain't like this guy is some scrub standing up making a speech. And I think it will be key that he set the tone in the locker room, given the fact that Josh Gordon wasn't there. Josh Gordon was kind of their pass. But I think Jarvis Landry really is their future. So I'm willing to see what the Browns going to do going forward? Are they going to keep both guys? I mean, if they're able to keep both guys, that would be a scary team. But I think Jarvis Landry kind of set the tone for the Cleveland Browns receivers and also for the entire team on that first episode of Hard Knocks. But another bit that I thought was interesting was the fact that Baker Mayfield got his own room on the RV. Now, everybody else had to sleep on the couch But how did the number one pick get to his own room? I I guess, you know, given he's the number one pick and all that, he gets his own room. But I'm already knowing this season of Hard Knocks is going to be a good one. Plus two, now we got the Antonio Callaway situation happening. So I'm intrigued to see how that all unplays on Hard Knocks. Hey, if y'all not watching Hard Knocks this season, definitely go tune in to HBO. I mean, they got it online everywhere. Definitely tune in to HBO and definitely check out this season of Hard Knocks. You don't want to miss it. But now on today's wrap up, Newly acquired Toronto Raptors forward Kawhi Leonard has finally broken his silence. Now, a letter which was submitted to the San Antonio Express News, Kawhi Leonard thanked the bevy of people, the San Antonio organization, former teammates, Greg Popovich, and above all and everything, the San Antonio Spurs fan base. Now, in this letter, Kawhi Leonard says, I've been going back and forth for the past few weeks trying to figure out the right things to say, and the only thing I could really come up with is thank you. My family and I wanna say thank you to the Spurs and the fans for the great time that we have spent. Thank you to everyone that i play played with over my seven years in the NBA. Thank you to Coach Pop. I'll be ever, forever grateful for my growth under you and my guidance. And through all the up and downs, I'm glad we had many more ups. I'll never forget what we shared and accomplished together. While I'm looking forward to my next chapter in my career, I'll always remember the city and the people of San Antonio, thank you. Kawhi Leonard and he put the hand or the claw Kawhi Leonard symbol now I thought this was nice I mean eventually Kawhi Leonard we knew was going to say something but I think we all wanted Kawhi Leonard to say something I don't think all of us wanted to see a letter from Kawhi Leonard I don't think we wanted to see a tweet we all wanted Kawhi Leonard to finally come out and say something but again Kawhi Leonard is who he is and I think that's who we appreciate about Kawhi Leonard all NBA guys are not in front of a microphone. All NBA guys are not going to get on Instagram Live and express their displeasures. The guys are not going to do that. In this case, we all wanted Kawhi Leonard to do that. We all wanted Kawhi Leonard to come out and say something. And Kawhi Leonard, being true to who he was, said absolutely nothing. Now, as I said on many occasions, all eyes will be on Kawhi Leonard in Toronto this season. Because, of course, the rumor is that he's only going to do a bid in Toronto, and then he's headed to the Lakers. Now, he... And nobody from his camp have confirmed that they want to go to L.A., but the sources close to Kawhi Leonard have said this. So, again, we'll see what this year goes like in Toronto. I say if he balls out in Toronto, who says he's going to leave? I think Toronto found their star. And I believe that Kawhi Leonard, all the noise surrounding Kawhi Leonard was just to get him out of San Antonio. It just wasn't a good fit. He won his championship. He had a situation where injured, and he had some trust issues. But I think him going to Toronto now is a fresh start. Plus, he just instantly became their franchise player. And as a player, why would I want to go back to L.A. if I could potentially be the franchise player in Toronto? So we would definitely be all eyes glued into the Toronto Raptors this year. Drake got a new guy to root for. And besides, Toronto was really just missing a Kawhi Leonard-like player. DeMar DeRozan was cool, but if you can add a top five player in the league to that Toronto Raptors roster that was already 59-23 and 23 last year, you don't think with the additional Kawhi Leonard, they could potentially win over 60 games? You got to be kidding me. Follow your boy on Twitter right now at FromTheJump. I follow everybody back. We are now streaming available on all platforms. Google Play, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Wherever music is found that we are on there. Search From The Jump. Keep sharing us. Keep downloading us. We thank you for the support. But it's your boy. We out.